0: Episode seventy-one of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian Sharpley. Hello. And Matt Cassell. Good evening.
1: Do we not say what day it is? Do we typically do that?
2: I think we do. I think Would we you always let me do. Do
0: the that. intro. That's what I'm. That's oh, He's oh, the intro. That's literally Hold on. next. Oh, and okay. Matt Cassell, and you say hello. Hello. And I say it is Monday night. Is that how it goes?
1: September 1st. I'm sorry. I thought it went, it's episode 71, it's Monday night, September 1st, blah, blah blah this
0: is Ian, this is Matt. Admittedly, over the first 70 episodes, it's bounced around a little bit, but I think over the last 10 to 15, it's been pretty it's okay. solid. Okay. I mean, that's not a promise. No one go back and... Re-listen to episodes and call me on it, but we wouldn't I want to been, do that. Don't go back and re-listen I
2: think to episodes.
0: I
3: think fans. What he's saying
0: is saying. <laughs> we've, we've been pretty steady with the uh, the intros. Sorry. Uh, tonight's subject, as it's reared its ugly head in the world of comic books again, is feminism. Uh, yuck! And girls, girls interfering gross. in our comic book goodness. Won't
2: they get out of our clubhouse?
0: Uh, so. Uh, It's only fitting to talk about girl things in comic books. If we have a woman present, and our resident woman tonight (laughs) is Matt Casale. Oh, just kidding. Just kidding. It is Darcy. Darcy, say hello. Hello. We all know Darcy Mahaffey. She's been on numerous episodes before, and it would be silly for us to talk about girl things without an actual female perspective.
3: It would
2: be. It would be silly because we've done it so many times before. Uh, and it and Darcy every time. says, you idiots, please let me sit in on this. So we're happy to have her here to give a perspective, a womanly perspective. Now it's official. She's here.
0: We're going to get into it right after housekeeping. I'm not a girl. No, you're not. You are a man's man. Man's man. You exude testosterone. Man's man,
3: ladies' man. Tell
2: me man something I don't know. If I can smell your musk from here. What are manly things like? If you drive a manly souped-up car, or like you're lumberjack is lumberjacking manly. Yes, but it's it's not quite fall yet, even though it is September first. But
1: once we get further into fall, break out the flannel.
2: That's what I want to see. I want to see flannel. I want to see like a red flannel lumberjack. That's the manliest of all flannels. And
1: it's tucked into
2: jeans. (laughs) Yeah, top flannel. Dirty, dirty jeans. Yeah. And you can see Matt and his flannels at McSauce.com. Well, you can't. That's a lie. You can't. That's a lie. But maybe, maybe upcoming strips, or maybe we'll review his flannel. Or his, maybe there will jeans. be a sketch card available at Comic-Con with Pos- Matt and
0: his manly flannel.
2: Possibly. And What Comic-Con is it? Any Comic-Con is a big Comic-Con. Is it the Pittsburgh Comic-Con? The Pittsburgh Comic-Con. <laughs> what and dates it, is the Pittsburgh
0: Comic-Con? It's going
2: to be September 26th, 27th and 28th, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, beautiful, sunny, Monroeville, Pennsylvania. Everyone's favorite days of the week. True. So you can show up. We're going to have sketch cards. Hopefully? Definitely. We're going to do that. Yeah, we're doing it. We're def- that Let's overcommit. We, we haven't done anything. We talked about it today. But now, there will be pressure on us to do them. We'll have buttons. We'll have humor. We'll have good cheer. Matt will be there. Dom will be there. I will be there. And Paul will be there.
0: And if anyone is interested in an art commission from me, let me know on Twitter. Atkin underscore McSauce. Let me know what you're looking for. I will draw it for you, and it will be available when you
2: come to Comic-Con to pick it up. I will also do an art commission if you'd like wow. something from me. Hold, I at, didn't think you were going to go for it. At the sauce on Twitter, or you can get me on the Facebook page and I'll bring it. But tell me in advance. I need time. Don't put pressure on me. <laughs> I, on the other hand, if you tell me one day before Comic-Con, I will make it happen.
3: I'm gonna
2: load your box, with like. One person, would- please. <laughs> that would be actually really cool. I would. I'd like to hear what our fans like to see or what they'd like us to draw. So. What are you I'm charging? All, I'm all for that. Tell the fans what you're charging for a commission. I don't know. Stay tuned next episode <laughs> to hear what we will charge. Another event that we'll have. In the upcoming months, Sunday, October 12th, at... Where is this place? 1936 5th Street, Pittsburgh, PA. The Pittsburgh Podcast Races, a live podcasting event featuring the host of your favorite Pittsburgh Nerd Culture Podcast, the Nerd Exchange, Cthulhu, and us, McSauce. Sauce. So you can go down there at 6 p.m. on October 12th. And watch us podcast. That is
0: uh, at HackPittsburgh.
2: HackPittsburgh? HackPittsburgh.org. We'll be sure to post all the information on Facebook page as well as mcsauce.com. And if you have any questions, hit myself or Paul up, and we'll try to help you out and give you more information. But, yeah, we're going to have – I think there's going to be a debate – moderator. I think it's going to be DC versus Marvel.
0: I'm under the impression there will be a studio audience for this, so uh, yeah, um, let us know. We want as many people, as many fans of McSauce to come out and uh, support us, because it looks like we're going to be in a healthy debate. One of us may die at the end. You may witness murder. Possibly. Can't promise murder, but
2: maybe. Maybe you'll see it. Who knows? Depends
0: what one of those nerd exchange guys say. Then maybe you will get murdered.
2: That's you, Ian. Swinging it over to you. Oh, I'm, I'm done. That, that's housekeeping, folks. All done. Kept. Tidy.
0: So, what spurred the the recent women in comic book talks was um, sp- uh, Marvel's relaunching Spider-Woman book. And one of the variant covers is from Italian artist Milo Minara. Not so, Milo Marinara. Um, oh, that's <laughs> racist. You can talk about black people, not Italians. Oh, Matt can talk about Italians.
2: I thought he was German.
0: He's Italian. Look at that. Look at those swarthy features. Oh,
2: so swarthy. Swarthy. No, we talked about swarthy. 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 We've I
0: thought you said swarthy No, swarthy. Uh, Marlo Minara's alternate cover shows a very suggestive pose by Spider-Woman, so suggestive that when I look at it, I can smell her butthole.
3: Yeah, pretty
0: much. Needless to say, fandom, especially feminine fandom, was not happy about this depiction of the Marvel heroine. And it seemed to start a shitstorm uh, throughout throughout comic book fandom. Again, because people just can't stop drawing... Disproportioned chicks. Yes. So, Darcy, you've seen the picture. Yes, I have. Um, are you you in line with the the female fandom?
3: I understand, um, first off, before I dive into this two-hour long episode, women of comics, I will try to do you justice as I battle three dudes who love their explicit erotic art. Um, So stick with me here as I battle it out. Okay, so yeah, the illustration is very suggestive. Granted, I know that in the whole history of comic illustrations, it's not anything that we really haven't seen before. I think the level of anger and frustration comes from at least, in my opinion, a sense of almost betrayal um, from Marvel. So,
0: Paul, that's personal.
3: So, Paul, you, you came you came over at, and we had this discussion at work one day um, about Marvel doing all these new women, diverse characters, and a statement that you said was, "Are they doing it for the right reasons?" And I think that women all along had hoped that Marvel had turned the bend, that Marvel was finally getting it. They were getting the fact that women read comics too, that young girls read comics too, that they want to see something different. They want to know that they are thought of as equals, as demographic that you are trying to reach. And with all these new characters and all these new things that they were doing, I think that women finally were like, yeah, Marvel's got it. Marvel totally gets it. And yeah, go Marvel. And there was really this sense of hope. And then we turn around and we see Spider-Woman humping the rooftop of a building ready for someone to sodomize her. And I mean, I think that's where that anger, that uproar came from was, you know, it's it was like that you just sort of... We're hoping that they were doing it for the right reasons. I think that's a and great
1: recall, Darce. Marvel sodomy.
3: Marvel sodomy. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I think they. I think Paul that women thought, yeah, they are doing it for the right reasons, and I think now we're not so sure that they are doing it for the right reasons. You know, or you know, are they? <clears throat> they were just placating us, and they really don't take us seriously as a demographic that they should be concerned about pleasing.
0: Yeah, Marvel's really doing, um, they're really talking out of both sides of their mouth with this cover because you don't hire Milo Manara unless you want super sexy, super suggestive, because that's what he does, that's what he's known for. He's that type of artist. So there's no way Marvel saw the rough sketch of this cover from him and were like, oh my god, that's her asshole. Yeah. They were like, yep, keep going. Keep and going. at the same time... You know, they're giving you uh, Kamala Khan, Mm -hmm. who is very reserved, ethnically diverse. Uh, They're giving you a more uh, toned-down, less sexualized Carol Danvers, Mm -hmm. a, you know, more serious, straightforward um, Captain Marvel. Um, And then all of a sudden they're like, boom, look at this chick's butt. So, you know... Uh, and they're also giving you the all-female X-Men book. They're giving and
3: you all-female X-Men. That I
0: thought, you know, treated all of the, you know, that female team of the X-Men with all the respect they deserve.
3: Yes. Um, and then you also have a upcoming female Thor who's going to be joining that, the ranks.
0: Not she Thor. Or Fem Thor. Or not just femme Thor. Just Thor.
3: Just Thor. Who happens to have a vagina.
2: Do do we think that this one cover, um, now, Milo Nara has done multiple Marvel covers throughout the years. Uh, I think even this year he's done a whole host of different covers that feature women in some sexual suggestive poses, but none of them have gotten this kind of anger like the Spider-Woman image do we think that the fact that these that this Spider Woman image exists and Marvel had okay, is okay with this takes away from all the work, all the progressive work that they're doing, or is this just a bump in the road?
3: I really think it does call into question their how meaningful all of these changes are. Like how serious are they? I mean Someone at Marvel, and I don't know how decisions are going down at Marvel. I can only imagine that they're about as smooth as decision-making as most places um, that are corporations. But obviously your whole team's not on board if stuff like this is getting through. And I just think it really calls into question what your true motives are. Are your true motives for all of these diverse, strong female characters really to say... Yeah, girls, we totally get it, and we think that you're serious, and we're going to take you seriously from now on. Or is this just a, hey, we just want to make some quick cash, and we're going to run under the guise of, you know, the hero comic company, when really we don't really give a rat's ass, we just want to make as much money as humanly possible.
2: A spider woman's ass, come on. Well, this,
0: like, this particular image is, yeah, let's run with it, we're going to make so many headlines... This character, you know, we're going to be everywhere once we do this. And, you know, Marvel's like, you know what? Essentially, they're like, fuck, you know, the female fans that are going to be outraged about this. They're going to be our vehicle for this because they're going to be pissed. Fans are going to be pissed about the overt sexuality of this cover. And we are going to have headlines on every yeah. nerd site. It is going to be Marvel Showtime. And, like, that's what Marvel does. Like, a big difference between Marvel and DC is Marvel knows how to work the press. They know how to work promos, get headlines out there, and, you know, get the Marvel name huge. And at some point, someone at Marvel was like, yeah, that image is kind of questionable, but fuck it, we're going to make so much money off of this.
3: Yeah, and I really think that that's why this has been such an upward. is all those people who really thought this was a turn, this was a change... You know, it really came down to, really, it's just about making as much cash as we
0: can. Has that
2: book come out yet? I
0: don't believe no, so, I no. I don't think
2: so. And I think they're going to release a... Is it Scotty Young is doing a variant cover to that same number one that's going to be super cutesy and positive and uplifting. Because that's like, what Scotty Young does. That's his style of artwork. Is exactly. It's cutesy and sweet. Now, it would be really shocking if he turned in some butt cheek, you know, cheesecake pose, which, which I, think I can, we can only hope for. No. At this point, I hope he goes <laughs> so back sad. to the drawing board and it's like, ah, more titties. But that would be surprising. This isn't surprising at all. And the fact that um, Milo Minara seems to be getting most of the flack for it, I kind of have a problem with that because he was hired to do his thing. Mm-hmm. He's been doing it since the 70s. That's what he does. He has erotic comic books. There's no question about what he's going to provide.
3: Yeah, I don't necessarily... I mean, that's his choice to illustrate what he wants to illustrate, and I'm sure he's got a certain market of people who look to him for that's what he's going to deliver. Um, That's, I think, a different conversation. I think the conversation here is definitely Marvel. Like you guys said, Marvel chose... You know, they knew what they were going to get. They've had this guy do stuff in the past. You know, they knew what they were walking into. So they can't now, you know, go on the whole like, oh, we didn't know what was going to happen. Oh. I mean, you see proofs and you see concept sketches. I mean, this this they had to have known what they were going to get.
2: And I have a question because I'm looking through a gallery here of his variant covers that have some scantily clad women and odd poses. I'm not sure. Is it just the, the the butt crack image that people are so upset about? Is that what it is? No, I honestly... Like, go ahead.
3: I honestly think that the reason that you're seeing the backlash is because this is a changing time for comics right now. Um, I feel like the female demographic is growing larger and larger. Um, so I think it's all a perfect storm, a perfect, this perfect storm of timing and how it's all fleshing out, you know, they they made this mess themselves. If they wouldn't have been trumpeting the, be, we're going to save the day and we're going to be feminists and we're going to do X, Y, and Z, and then we're going to do this. I feel like it just would have been another cover. And your feminists that read comics would have rolled their eyes, they would have been disgusted, they would have discussed it amongst themselves, and it would have died.
2: Marvel, worst company ever. (laughs) Now, and I ask about the butt cheeks, because a couple of years ago, J. Scott Campbell, known for butt cheeks, known for butt cheeks, cake photos, and Mary Jane titties, did a cover with Spider-Man, in a fairly similar pose, with, I would say, identical butt cheeks. Let's see. Uh, Very close. That's dude, That's as bad that's pretty bad. Those butt cheeks, it's just it's a different. man's butt cheeks. But if these How guys, is it different? How is this different on? Yeah, so does so, so does, so does so Spider-Woman. They have as dimple much clothing
3: to make it look that
2: way. So They're, it's but, the same amount of butt dimple. But, it really is.
3: So and if we're going to nitpick
2: the depth of the butt dimple, then we're in a really crazy place.
3: I don't necessarily think it's just the butt entirely, right? Like, yeah, he's got a lot of Butt dimplage going on there, but his- <laughs> it's, a, it's it's a massive amount of butt dimple. It, it is. really is. Okay, but let's look at the rest of his body in comparison to the butt, right? He's crouched over, he's not arching his back, he's not looking up coily like, But he, stick it in, big boy. But he like is, he is. just
2: happens to have a mask on. She has if a mask you would on take the too. mask on, he'd be saying, <laughs> Stick it in, big yeah, boy. I don't. I don't think you. And wants also me. another part that nobody's nitpicking—that face on Spider Woman is shitty. That's what we should be upset about. It's a poorly drawn, mushmouth face. It looks like it's I up. have to be honest with you. I think the whole cover is
3: very poorly illustrated. I don't know how this man has been so successful in well, his career if- unless it's just the fact that he draws really sexy women in provocative positions. I mean, if you don't have to have any talent and you're just gonna draw some of that. I mean well, yeah, it I must mean, be
2: nice. He's he's not that bad. If, I
3: guess. but like, That cover is not that great. These I These ones uh,
2: I'm looking at a storm cover, I'm looking at a Guardian's co- cover with Gamora. The that's pretty good. I think that's good. The
3: Gamora good. one's nice. The
2: face is still very frankly, smush face. It's a little smush face. But I I can see I, I think the face is more offensive on the Spider Man yeah, than the butt.
0: The artwork isn't It's not
2: terrible artwork, it's
0: not Greg Land artwork, because there's the other variant of Greg Land artwork where the the angles and the proportions and everything is just... Wacky, like... Where the boobs are sitting, how the thigh comes out of the body.
2: We all agree that Greg Land, when he draws his images, takes a woman, cuts her apart, and then puts her back together with popsicle sticks and then draws that... (laughs) And then traces over top of that body. Seriously, but um, I I don't know. I think that it's a similar butt on the J. Scott Campbell than, than as to the Spider Woman. Um, and it also, I mean, one of the one of the parts of the Spider Woman cover is that I guess it's 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 selling to young boys as well.
3: I get that it's selling to young boys as well, but here's my thing: as a young boy, what's the tamest thing you guys? This is a very personal question. What's the tamest thing you guys have ever jacked off to in your life?
0: Oh, uh, pictures, of me, pictures of Ian's mother. <laughs> <laughs> Those weren't
2: tame. <laughs> oh man, the tamest tamest, tamest thing. That's I mean, there have been a lot of very tame. Winter coat photos that could get it done. back. See, so that's princesses. my point.
3: That's my point. I've
1: been so, I've been quiet for yeah, I mean, a while here. I think, I think it's time that I that I let my presence be known. Um, Please do, Matt. National Geographic nice would name. be it for me.
0: <laughs> that's less tame than Gidget from Chippendales Rescue Rangers, or Gadget, or Gadget from Chippendales Rescue. Exactly.
3: Rangers. So this is my point. I've had several men
0: tell me what. Oh, sorry, go ahead.
3: I've <laughs> had several men tell me that they've whacked off to the Brawl section of the JC Penny catalog. Yeah, really that's super, standard yeah. super tame stuff Those in comparison to what we're looking
0: at. So my
3: question is, are we really limiting young adolescent boys boners? by making her less provocative, they're still yeah. going to wag off to her even if she's not that pro- a provocative. I don't know. So why do we have to push it to that extreme? Why it's are we
2: limiting little boys' boners? I mean.
3: <laughs> But that's what I think. Are little boys' boners more important than little girls' self-esteem? I mean, it's really what it's coming down to, right? True. I mean... It's saying that the penis and your ability to whack off to something is more important than a nine year old girl walking into a comic book store for first the first of time all,
1: and not feeling intimidated. First of all, we live in a different time than when the three of us, as young men, young boys, were growing up and, and masturbating to National Geographic or Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Or we didn't or have
0: a one second flash of arrest. On a scrambled Cinemax channel. That
2: too. From your old cable. We box. we had that scene from Clash of the Titans where she
0: gets out of the bathtub. Or Blown Away, starring Corey's Haim Feldman and um, Nicole yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: but the, so what are we two, two hours? hours of or, <laughs> <laughs> so today's uh, adolescents are they have nobody no. Uh, 11-year-old boy that's first discovering his wiener and the things that it can do um, are, are grabbing a, a copy of National Geographic or uh, the JCPenney bra section or the latest issue of the cover of Spider Woman. They're going to the internet and they're going on – what do they go on?
2: Uh, free, ones, free Ones, Stream A, wherever
1: stream a, you want to go. go. That's what they're doing. They have – unlimited access to real pornography now. They're not settling for that. At the most, that's going to do is make them feel a little funny in their pants. That's about it.
3: But again, my point is, so then why does it have to be that extreme? How come we just can't find a nice middle of the road? I'm not saying, you know... Make her the ugliest thing you've ever seen on the face of the earth, but, but that's I'm what saying she kind of is. Well, I mean, taking in the whole entire body and everything like that. You know, I, why Michael can't Jackson. we just shit? Oh, it's such a bad face. Like it's totally Michael. Ja- it doesn't have a nose. But why do we have to? Do you think? I guess. Do you guys get my point that I'm I, trying I to right make here? I understand. Yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. Why can't we find this middle of the road to try and reach as many? paying customers as possible why must we go like oh well the male demographic is much more important i'm going to we're going to hire this guy and he's gonna do some over sexualized thing because it has to be over sexualized
1: you work in advertising yes
3: and i yes i do
1: what do they say what sells cookies (laughs)
2: cookies
1: (laughs) second to cookies what sells babies and puppies (laughs)
2: Puppies are big sellers. Sex. Puppies are great. But then after, after cookies, babies, puppies... It's
1: a tried-and-true formula. It works. It's not going anywhere. It's
2: its just the way... But that. is it's that just
3: th- something that we're falling back on because it's easy?
2: Yeah, yes. Like, but- the way that it's always been is sort of a bad argument. There are a lot of things that are awful that... People fall back on and say, well, that's how it's always been, so we're just going to keep.
1: No, well, this isn't, we're not just saying, well, that's the reason why. It's because it legitimately works.
3: And here's the thing, though. There's a time and a place for everything. I'm not coming in here like my feminist guns blazing and being like, there will never be naked women ever anywhere ever again. I'm not saying that. There's a time and a place for everything. You want to look at some hot, really disproportionate naked women? Pick up a fucking heavy metal. That's what it's there for. This is fucking spider woman. A nine-year-old girl has every right to pick up a fucking spider woman as any man out there.
0: And the Greg Land cover for as bad of artwork that it is... Is not overly sexualized, and it is just a superhero comic book cover, and that's what, and that's what Marvel will tell you. Well, if you don't like this overly sexualized cover, you can pick up the standard Greg Land cover, which is just. So why off. do I have
3: to rifle through both? Why don't they just pick a story that's not? Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's. Spider Woman, like, why don't you come out with an adult-only comic book line if that's something that you're really interested in selling? Because why variants, are you going to pick Because
0: variants sell, and Marvel wants those big headlines. Well, then, fuck you, Marvel. Is, Is this really not a max a
3: max title?
0: No, that's just. Are they making max titles anymore? They
1: were up until at least recently with Nick Fury
2: and the Punisher series. You also touched on something, Darcy, that I thought was interesting. You said that it would intimidate young girls to go into comic book stores. Is that really something that you felt Do you guys- with the kind of things that were on the shelf, not the creeps that ran the comic book stores or ran them? It looks like Marvel Max stopped in
0: 2007 with Zombie from. Uh, oh, well. Doesn't say who, but Zombie was the last issue. Because I could have sworn the Fury series was Marvel Max as well. Not according to this uh, Wikipedia page, sir. Mm-hmm. So
3: to answer Ian's question, I oh mean, Wolverine
0: Max, two thousand
3: twelve. Oh my God, this isn't is oh! e- oh! Order there's so much. We chaos. have to get all the
2: facts right, yeah, even I though know. we ball them off oh, every know. single yeah, episode.
3: Um. So this is this could easily take a turn into a outside of comic books conversation as well, which I really don't want it to because Let's I know the do whole do it free-flowing yeah, conversation. But the whole point of the podcast is comics. But to quickly touch on it, so women are bombarded every day with over sexualized versions of ourselves which we should be. Now granted I understand in the last five to ten years it's been revved up on men a little bit. But not to the extent of where we've had this just bombarded every single fucking day. My sister told me my niece at the age of six was worried about her body image and whether she was too fat because all she fucking sees every day. I mean, six-year-old girls are anorexic because This is all we're seeing. This is all being pumped into our head. So... We go into a comic book store. I mean, this is the escape, right? Comics are the escape. This is the one place where, like, you can imagine that you have superpowers and you can ride along with these characters.
0: Okay, it's, I it's got not in- just the it's not just the going, you know, and dive into this world of comic books where, you know, you can just lose yourself in the characters and the worlds. The comic comic book fandom in general is supposed to be an unbiased place.
2: Of no judgment and everyone as exactly. well. Exactly. Is that what they were? Because they seemed pretty judgmental all the time. Yeah. Yeah, so, That's some weird reverse judgment.
3: So as a nine-year-old, I got into comics when I was nine years old. I can tell you for a fact that the in- reason I'm obsessed with getting breast implants, listeners, I'm only a 32B, maybe a 34A, depending on where I go shopping. So pretty much, it looks like I have shoulder blades in the front of my body. Not big breasts That's at all. false. It's a padded bra, Paul.
0: False. Anyway,
3: so I'm obsessed with breast implants. Like, I look at myself in the mirror every day and be like, I am proportioned horribly what has happened to me. I'm really not. Logically, I know. I'm really not. It's okay. But I'm growing up, and I'm looking at, like, you know, Wonder Woman's boobs hanging out of her costume, and, you know, Storm and Rogue's boobs hanging out of their costume. you're feeling a little funny down downstairs. I get it. And it's just, you know, one more place where I'm not living up to these unattainable standards. And I don't understand if guys are always telling me, oh, no, like, normal girls are super attractive and we're attracted to all different body types. If you guys are attracted to all different body types, how come I'm not seeing? It? How come I'm not seeing all different body types? When I go and I read my comics, because comics don't, none because, of us
2: can draw a
0: comic books. Because comics don't show you what the average guy is interested. The average guy will fuck anything that moves. I know, but and the, that's, I but see that's that I not the ideal it. that's being purported in you know the media and comic books and everywhere else. Exactly,
3: but and my question is, why has it gotten that way? Why have we allowed it to get to that point?
2: Now, something that we're not talking about. All the men superheroes look like The Rock. They all have the same physique and they're all super ripped. But why is it that, you know, 13-year-old little boys are are upset about that? I don't look like Spider-Man. Okay, well,
3: first of all, not all male comic book characters are that physique, okay? More 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 often often than not. But listen, let me finish my train of thought, Okay. So, we have superheroes of varying body types. Now, while, yes, all physically fit for the most part, um, when we look at our villains, a lot of our male villains are not physically fit and are very disproportionate. Let's, let's look at our female villains.
0: Because fat people all are evil.
3: supermodels. All of our female villains, supermodels. We don't have any old female villains. We don't have any fat female oh. villains. Oh, you're gonna name one random one like that makes up for fucking all of it.
2: What's the check from so, the X and The bald lady, Sandra, something or other. That's not making our point. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> so Amanda Waller.
3: You know, we're looking and we're she able to, to be fat. see now she's
2: sexy, which sucks because Damn she was it.
0: more interesting when she was fat.
3: So again, so our point, made- Cassandra. Well, no your point
0: was. has been ruined.
3: <laughs> so. Also, then let's take a step into the world of realism, and then this, I am going to fight for the men on this one as well. Like, if we take a step, I realize comic books are fantasy and comic books are not meant to be realism, but if we look at it and we go, and we look at Batman and we look at Superman, um, okay, if I were a dude and I were working out all the time and I was doing this stuff,
2: I, you would
3: realistically look like that. You would realistically look like Spider-Man. Okay, if I'm a female and I'm training day in and day out, guess what? Breasts are made out of fat, okay? You're going to work your breasts off. So unless every female superhero has breast implants, 90% of them are not realistic. They would have tiny breasts. They would have killer big-ass arms and killer big-ass thighs. And I know this because I know several people who are circus performers, and that's what they look like because they work and train day in and day out. Now let's go into a comic like The X-Men. Um, okay, this one's where I'm going to fight for the guys, too. Okay, X-Men's are all mutants. They all have different superhero powers. So if I'm rogue and I have super strength, I could be a three, 400-pound female and not physically fit and not be and still have super strength and be able to beat the shit out of everybody. Or, Do you know what I'm or saying? Or
2: 100 pounds. Or 100 so, pounds. Yeah.
3: Now, Psylocke makes sense because she doesn't have super strength. Her power has nothing tied into what her physical look is. But she's a ninja. So she's trained day in and day out. She should look that way. She should look physically fit, like she could kick some ass. And the same goes with the male mutants. But then I go, okay, well, let's look at skin from Gen X. He didn't look at all muscular. And if you look at the new Uncanny X-Men now, a lot of their male students are not these physically fit, you know, epitomes of the male physique. Yet every single one of their female students is the perfect female form.
0: But is, doesn't that only go for the older students? Because they typically draw the younger students that are still, quote unquote, in school as adolescents. So none of them have really grown up to have these super augmented features.
3: They don't have super augmented features, but all of the girls are 100 pounds easy. Well. Can I mean, super model looking girls with perfect hair.
2: Depending upon who's drawing Cyclops, he could either look like a bodybuilder or really thin. Sometimes it's just on the artist to make them to exaggerate the those those traits that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um but I've growing up, when I think of Cyclops, the first image I think of is like Jim Lee, super ripped, cyclops. There's no reason, there's no reason mm-hmm. for him to be like there that. Isn't. But I also didn't have a problem with him looking like that because that's just how superheroes looked to me.
3: See, now I, that's funny, because when I always picture Cyclops, I always picture the skinny, more Spider-Man physique Cyclops. Yeah. The one that's a little bit more lanky.
0: Um, yeah, I do, too. I picture more of a Fernando Pazarin Cyclops mm-hmm. than muscles on top of muscles. Well, I mean, there's because a, unless he's there's, working out
2: every day... Well, I mean, he's that's how he like was... In the books that I read, that's how he looked. He looked ripped. Now, my favorite version, uh, ironically, Frank Cho draws a really skinny... Um, almost gaunt kind of Cyclops that I think goes along with his nickname. But in the 90s, nobody looked like that. Oh, Everybody everyone was ripped.
3: ripped to the max in the 90s. There was
2: so much comic book steroids in the 90s yeah, well, it it needed to regulate fighting. that shit. Yeah, exactly.
3: We have cauliflower
2: ears if you look now, close. Now, what would you like... Your Would you like them to expand body types in the X-Men and all these other comic books? Would you like... Is that what you want to see as a female reader?
3: As a female reader, I mean, I personally think it would be very interesting to have at least one title that has more variety in its body types. I understand the whole, they're superheroes, they're fighting crime, they're working out, you know, they're going to be in a little bit more peak physical condition. Um, But I feel like, especially with like any kind of, title where your powers are derived more from, you know, super abilities that you just naturally have by birth, that it would be more interesting to see a wide variety. Um, and as for the titles that fall outside of that, I think it would just be interesting to not necessarily have women always portrayed in this ready-to-have-sex stance. I mean, we went to the comic book store on Friday, and walking up and down the aisles, um, I stopped. And about five issues apart from each other, there was a, um, a Batman issue. I forget the specific title. And there was an X-Men one. Okay, so this is DC and Marvel. And in For it. For those of us
2: that keep score.
3: <laughs> and in Matt,
2: it. That, right?
3: The, the DC one had, I believe it was Batgirl. Batgirl. Um, strung up and passed out. She had been beaten up. She was passed out. Um, poison Ivy had her, like, um, incapacitated. And Batgirl was contorted and posed as though she were ready for a penis to enter her at any second. Okay?
0: What's wrong with that?
3: Now, five issues down is an X-Men and Nightcrawler's passed out. And Nightcrawler's slumped over. Also and ready a penis. No, and Nightcrawler's just slumped over regular. So here's two covers... Pretty much the same message getting across. Like, here's our hero. They're incapacitated. The male looks normal. The woman looks like she's ready to get boned at any second, even though she's unconscious.
2: I've seen a lot of unconscious, tied-up women. They all look like that to me.
3: So, I mean, that... And again, that's just... I
2: think that says more about you,
0: (laughs) sir.
3: So, my question is, is... Batgirl going to be any less attractive to the male readers if she's not contorted into a pose that is so sexually explicit? I mean, that... You know, the words rape culture get flung around a lot um, in the media, both poorly and justly, um, by different news outlets. I'll let you determine who uses it whatever way. Um... But that, it's things like that that per- perpetuate that rape culture. That here's this unconscious woman. She is ready to have sex with you. Go ahead and take her.
2: Did that make you mad when you saw it? It
3: made me very mad. Yep. Especially the fact that my—you know, we're there with my son. And granted, my son's only three right now. But if we're going to... He's going to grow up looking at that stuff. I realize that it is my responsibility as a parent to be like, that is horrible. Don't do that. That's never acceptable. But... The fact that he has to even be exposed to it at such a young age is really sad. It's really sad that we have that. I'm going to have to have that conversation with a nine-year-old as opposed to a thirteen or a fifteen-year-old.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Everything is getting sped up. Like comic book shops aren't necessarily the you know family-friendly environment that they were. Even in the '90s, uh, there was a lot of crazy stuff going on, but still, it wasn't. I don't think. Um, as, as crazy, or the things that you could see on the shelves. Um, is, it's a little worse now, I'd, I'd say. But I don't know what you would tell.
1: I'm not sure that movie. I would agree that it's worse. I think it, was, it may have been worse in the 90s. I don't know.
2: I mean, the, uh,
1: the exploitation of the female figure and uh, exaggerated proportions was full force in the 90s. There, there was less clothing on these women than there probably is now. At least now they're fully covered, even though you can still see every crease and crevice in the body. Uh, it's just tight clothes now. But back then, they're, they were more scantily clad.
3: Now I do have to give props to the movies. Um, when the movies come out, the costuming that they put on the women, I th- I'm very surprised at, and I am very... Well, I don't know. The new Wonder Woman, I don't know what she's exactly going to look like. I think she looks very like, Roman-esque right now. I'm not but sure to that, go down.
2: But isn't that kind of what, you know, that's her origin? It's not like they pulled that out of someplace crazy. It, it's based in it's something. It's
3: based in something. I know that the female that they got to represent her i think a lot of people have issue with or whatever but i think on a whole though when you go and you like go to an x-men movie or you go to um you know see the avengers like at least they are fully clothed and you know they have the same matching leather outfit versions of their co-stars so i i do think that the movies are doing a Pretty decent job of trying to be a little bit more well fair.
1: The reason for that, more than anything, is the reality is that form-fitting spandex, where it looks like it was spray-painted on, would never work in a in a film. Whereas in drawings, it's easy to get away with that, where you, all you have to do is recolor the human. And you're not going to get those exaggerated
0: proportions on a real person, right? Um, I think you and, could. You and that's the reason it looks the way it, that a, it does. You just you, couldn't you hire, can,
2: you just but you can hire a real actors.
3: But you could still dress them
0: provocatively.
2: You could, make, you could dress you, Scarlett Johansson in a real provocative way and get away with some of that. Yeah, know. she's never going to look
0: But she's never going to have the exaggerated proportions that a comic book art would...
1: Maybe the closest thing to, like, a real comic book that we've seen on the silver screen would be the Watchmen movie, where they gave all those characters mm. kind of their real costumes. And, um, I didn't... You know, the, the women were kind of scantily clad, but I didn't have a problem with it. It, it. it didn't bother me. I didn't feel like it was being exploit... What's the word? Exploitative? Exploitative.
3: But do you guys really have a true gauge on how it's coming across to a woman?
2: No, no. not at all.
3: So where None. you might not feel like it's being exploitive at all, you know, you don't necessarily have
1: the. the Absolutely. However, however, I will say this I can see how the, the males are portrayed in comic books. And um, while you did make the point that not all of them have the, the peak physical condition or the most handsome, I would argue that the majority do. Especially like the most popular ones, the ones that we all really okay. wish that we were. And
3: is every time one of them's passed out or getting beat up, does he have his penis, you know, portrayed sexily to the female? Unfortunately, viewers? no. Does he have his back arched ready for someone to sodomize him? No. Yeah, they're ripped, but they're ripped because they would be ripped, and they're and they're fighting every time you're reading a comic book and a woman's taking a blow, she's taking a blow in the most sexualized Paul's five years old. <laughs> She's yes, she up is. In the most sexualized manner possible. Like, if I'm getting in a fist fight, I don't think if Ginger try. and I were to come to Cups right now, <laughs> neither one of us would be arching our back, making sure that we're perfectly formed no. before we would strike each other. Well, let's
1: just we're gonna try that instead. out. Why well, <laughs> don't
2: we? I'm- I mean... <laughs> If we're going to I test this theory out... Oh my God, are you kidding now, me? <laughs> now, you know why that is, because, again, <laughs> the majority of the people that are buying these these books are male, and they're targeting a demographic, and they're playing to their audience. Now, if it's Spider-Woman, would you want her knocking out a guy and his dick's flopping out of his pants, or... He's falling down in the most <laughs> sexy way possible. Yes. Is that what you would want? Is that what you would want? Yeah, that's what we a lot want. I mean, I'm going to be honest. We want to see sexy fistfights and ladies fall down with their butts up in the air. That's what we want. Sorry. So, but isn't the fact... Is that what you want, though? If somebody's getting knocked out, yeah. Is it?
0: No. In a comic book, is that what but- you want to see? I guess my, interesting, my question
3: is is, you know, we is have, it more
0: interesting? If someone if, if a chick gets
2: knocked out and she falls into a fuck me pose, that's more interesting than just a flat knocked out pose.
1: Uh, Darcy, it? I'm not, not a saying fuck that, fuck that
0: those are the, poses answer the question,
2: god damn it. I, I don't I don't think it's more interesting but, I
0: mean,
3: I like, but the you find story this less attractive. I'm looking at readers if you wanna play along. At home. New Those Captain- of you that know
2: what comic books are. <laughs>
3: the new Captain Marvel issue number two. Um, there is a uh, page where she is flying out of the spaceship in outer space because it's getting destroyed. And it just shows her flying up and away. Now, I'm sorry, she's not post sexually, but I think she looks pretty attractive. I yep. mean...
0: Meh, not
2: enough, but... Where are those titties at?
3: You know, I mean, her legs pointed attractively. It's not at high enough. Coming out. I so can't I mean, see. It's based in realism, but I don't see why a man would not find that attractive. And
0: on the inside of the Spider-Woman comic in question, we're not going to see the crazy shit that happens on the cover with you know her stink whistle pointed right up to the sky. It's going to be a lot more
2: tame and a lot more toned down. And but I- that initial cover grab, it's like, boom, butthole. And in all honesty, I don't think that there is any comic, maybe Rob Liefeld drew it, but where every female pose is the most over-sexualized crazy thing on Earth. I don't think that that happens in interior art. So,
1: I would agree. I think that um, it probably does happen.
0: Totally happens. But,
1: but I don't think that it is as uh, as prominent as Darcy's making it out to be.
3: Um, oh my god I If I didn't have to see you at work tomorrow I'd punch your lights out right now
2: Yeah let's do it I want to see how sexy Matt falls I think
3: that let's there's go to a comic book store right fucking now We have one right, We have comic
1: book
2: stores right on Matt's mobile device
1: I think that there's a big difference between <clears throat> Sexy And sexualized and I think that we're kind of meshing the two together here tonight, whereas sexy's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. Over Like, sexualized, I do have a problem with in mainstream comics. I don't think that it exactly has a place for a comic book that's geared toward a, you know, like a 10-year-old to a 15-year-old. Probably not appropriate. So, uh,
0: Milo and R, Spider-Woman cover, too far, standard, standard Frank Cho fare.
1: Fine. Um, in my opinion, f- most Frank Cho stuff that he does for Marvel, um, like Avengers, um, Spider-Man, sexy, not sexualized.
0: Um, uh, well, his, when he made Ultron the chick, that was sexualized. Really? Was I didn't see it. A chick with gigantic
2: tits, spray-painted silver. Do we think this Scarlet Witch is over sexualized? What's that from? It's from Frank Cho trading
0: card? I don't know. Frank Cho, Scarlet Witch, pinup. That isn't, but you know the female Ultron
2: that I'm talking about. I wasn't asking you. I was asking the woman on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you for your input.
0: (laughs) Ian, I hope you're enjoying your last Sauce podcast.
3: Sexy, here's the thing. Sexy and sexualized from a female perspective.
0: Because
3: Matt's an asshole.
0: Because Matt's an asshole. No, he's
3: not. Yes, you are a little bit right now. It's cool, though. Um, So, sexy is I'm standing in a position that my male counterpart would also be standing in. Okay? And I just happen to look really hot. Sexualized is... I'm standing in a position that no one else would be positioned in, trying very hard to be as sexy as possible, to give as many boners as possible. So, if Magneto were casting a spell,
2: I think I'd have a boner. The same way that
3: Scarlish Witch is doing right now, and he was positioned exactly the same, how would you feel about it? Would he look ridiculous? Would the male version look ridiculous? If his
2: hips were like that, yes.
3: So, again, so if I'm a female fighter, right? Because they're all fighters at the end of the day. If I'm a female fighter, I'm going to protect my form, okay? And I might look hot doing it. That's sexy. If I'm arching my back and I'm going to get hurt because I have a sway back and I'm, you know putting out my ass, and I'm sticking out my breasts, and I'm standing in a way that is physically my male counterpart would look ridiculous standing in, I'm being sexualized.
0: But as a counterpoint to the argument about this image, that's it's Scarlet Witch.
3: This is very borderline. This
0: one's hard. It's Scarlet Witch. Her powers are magic-based. No one's gonna get, like, near her. Like, she's a character that can be confident standing in (sighs) of. fairly vulnerable pose
2: like that because you're not going to be able to get right up in and, her and let's be honest around. like the hips swaying that way that makes that interesting that's and visually more intriguing. it does
3: make it interesting and women anatomy is different our hips do sway a little bit more from side to side this one is a little bit borderline
0: how about jay scott campbell Sexualized. very Jane. Listeners, Google image J. Scott Campbell, Mary Jane, you'll get a cover where Spider-Man's swinging in the background outside a window, and Mary Jane's longingly squeezing her gigantic tits together waiting for him to come home. Overly sexualized. Yes. Matt, you disagree?
1: No, I would agree with, with
0: that. <laughs> yeah, I think
1: it... it
3: well, I mean, that's J. Scott like thing. We but that's like a great cover. That that's be, a great it's power. It's fantastic. I really like it a lot, but I, it's but it's sexualized. It's over-sexualized. I,
1: it probably is, especially for the the demographic that that comic book is going to reach.
3: That's really what my main point is. I'm not trying to take away these sexualized women that you guys are determined to look at. If you're you're going to want to look at them. That's fine. My whole point in this argument is can we find an outlet where we're doing that for a more adult audience. Can we take it out of these characters who are characters that are supposed to be these family characters? Like, I'm supposed to be able to... I'm like, Okay, my three-year-old kid has Wonder Woman toy and Spider-Man toy and, you know, a Storm toy. And, like, these are supposed to be characters that you're supposed to be able to grow up with. Can we sort of just take out the over-sexualization of those characters that have been this foundation of... You know these family comics. I mean, you know, fucking Marvel and DC are title happy. There's fucking three hundred X-Men out there. Why don't you just have an adult version of the X-Men and put it really high up on the shelf where the little kids can't get to it? And then you guys can go look at Rogue with the broods hanging out. And then I don't have to worry about this my kids. Is a great doing this. idea.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's, I guess, really where my concern comes in.
0: Because the marketing's not going to allow for that. And putting. Putting the suggestive covers up high is up to the individual comic shop. So
3: then that comes down to, again, some dude's boner and making a shitload of money are more important than your female demographic is really what it boils down
0: to. We're in a real weird time for the comic book industry as a whole because right now, more females are interested and involved in this community than ever before. And with... Social media being what it is, they're a vocal community and they're able to get their word out there and, you know, be heard and known. And there's a weird, uh, like, you know, there's a weird sense of overcompensation from companies now where every new character is a woman, it's a lesbian, she's Latino, she's diverse, all this stuff. Like, no new character these days is a white dude. No one's going to do that. We have a lot of white dudes. Yeah, exactly. We've met our white dude quota, right? And there's, and there's just, but there's this overcompensation now for meeting the demands of this new, new demographic that is being such a force in the comic book community now. So Marvel does a lot of good things, you know, like um, Kamala Khan and the new Carol Danvers book and you know DC's released a handful of characters under the radar that they haven't made big spectacles about but nobody that nobody we don't know because you don't read those books but um <laughs> you just made me lose my train. <laughs> That's what I was trying to do <laughs> and it's Atomica and Power Ring from DC but you know they're they're trying to meet what people are asking for but then at the same time they're like here's this Insane Spider Woman picture. It's like they don't really know how
2: to navigate these waters yet of this diverse fandom. I think it might actually be a good thing that the this image that I don't deem insane is getting so much. um, You don't think
0: the Spider Woman is insane? I don't. But maybe that's a little nuts.
2: I don't think it's insane. But it's a, I'm it, happy that... Not even a little bit. It, it you don't people, think it's a little intense? Mm, not really. That, <gasps> no, I, I don't. And that's just me. I don't think it's that insane. I, I've seen it, Spider-Man's butthole like that it, a lot of times. No, not like and his nutsack like is this. fine.
0: Not like this. I mean... I just pulled up that picture it's, it's of it. It's different. It's the exact his, same his picture. His cheek It's not. His cheeks it's touch. It's the exact there's same no, There's no complete... But his juice. cheeks don't
2: touch. Are, can you see? Can you see in that butthole? They touch at a
0: point. It's a V. It's a sharp V. And spider Woman's—it's it's a huge It's shape. The same picture. There are buttholes
2: in there. It's the same picture. It's not the same picture. But I think it's a good thing that if people have a problem with it, that they're being vocal about it, and they're letting Marvel know. And Marvel has to be um, beholden to the, the fans that are going out and maybe boycotting this book or buying different books uh, and letting their voice be heard. I think that's a good thing.
3: I have a question for you guys. If... They were to select... If the comic book uh, companies were to baby step away from portraying women as they do. Okay, I'm not saying you make them drastically different. I'm just saying, you know, when Batgirl's passed out, she's just regularly passed out. She's not ready for Poison Ivy. Can you
1: show me that image, by the way? I can try and find it. I
3: don't remember which one it is. You
1: can finish your point point, then
3: we'll... Um, If... You know, if they were to start to slightly baby step away from that, would you guys quit reading? I don't. I feel like you guys are such huge comic book fans that you wouldn't quit reading.
2: No, we wouldn't, because at the heart of it, uh, we may talk about how we love boobs and butts and all that, but what we really there it is. That's all. Ready for the penis? Yeah, that's here a, it comes. That's more ridiculous than Spider Woman. That's nuts. That's rape right yeah, there it's ready it's is that okay because that's poison ivy that's going to be raping is that why that's okay yeah
0: okay lesbians are diverse part of comic culture
2: okay i just diversity
0: to, i just
2: wanted to Yay. make sure I it was lesbian and rape that's okay
0: yeah rape is Seven never eight? okay Listeners yeah. at home
2: but at, we make a lot of jokes about boobs butts all that stuff at the end of the day, why we keep coming back to these comic books is because we love these characters and who they are, and it's not going to be a mass exodus if we don't see poison ivy rape or the insides of Spider-Woman's butthole.
0: There's a, am sure there's a faction of comic book fans out there that are gross and sweaty and hairy. <laughs> you know, guys like... Uh, what's I don't name? know, I don't know, uh, I don't know who you're going to Like John, Michael Lindsay, Linsner? Oh, the, the guy who draws Dad Dawn. draws Dawn, who is just filthy. Nothing leaves his pencil that isn't filthy. And when you look up a picture of that dude, you're like, you're super gross. You're essentially drawing porno. Guillaume March. Yeah. Well, guys like Guillaume March and... There's an art to his pornography. Yeah, there's... He's like Hugh Hefner. Guys like Guillaume March and Frank Cho, like, that's kind of their style, but if you read a Dawn comic, it's not so much about what the story is as it is, this chick is ready to fuck in every panel. And there's a whole faction of comic book fans that are like that and do want this stuff. The three of us I just want to read a good story. There isn't any hint of sexuality in the new Ms. Marvel comic book, and I'm in. It's a good book. I'm not going to buy it, but if Darcy keeps buying it, I will keep borrowing them and reading them. What a shining
2: you know, review. Here's
3: issue number seven. You know, the bulk of.
2: <laughs> and it doesn't stop me from trying things. I was interested in it. I read the first three. It didn't appeal to me, but it's, it had nothing to do with boobs and butts yeah, and all that Yeah, it doesn't matter if boobs or butts. If it's a
0: good story... Then I'm gonna read it. There are no boobs and butts and nail biter. I'm loving it. I was gonna I was gonna use saga as an example. There are right? tons of boobs and butts.
2: But there's but butt. penis penis Does that yeah. make does penis make it better And like dick sucking in that thing too, right? That yeah. makes it better. Man love. Man love. Here's Diversity. Diversity. <laughs> Diversity. Really, Alien man
0: love.
3: Alien man love. I really like Saga, as weird as it is, because every issue that I read, I'm like, why am I reading this? It's horrible, and I just want to shoot myself, because it's not that it's bad, it's so fucking depressing. What the fuck is it, going it, on? Is. Yeah, this
2: This started, And if you, started, and if you
0: read Gin's latest reviews on BigSauce.com.
2: You can see just what I'm talking about. Yes. Now I have I, a question: Is it because a woman draws that book that all of that is fine?
3: No, actually, I didn't know that a woman drew that book until just this very moment. See, so you, you learn things. A dude's
0: name Fiona.
3: I don't. Here's the thing: I don't. Artists can't choice. memorize them like you guys Every do. Every
0: argument you've made tonight out the window. No. Discredited.
3: I just can't. The trap door open. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. I'm sorry. My brain has stopped ceasing to function when it comes to that kind of... I can't memorize people off the top of my head. So I'm sorry if you say, who draws this issue? I'm going to be like, I don't know, because I just can't retain that knowledge anymore. I'm sorry. I have many other things that are plaguing my memory. Anyway, um, no, I, I like Saga a lot. And there's a lot of sexually explicit stuff in Saga, but it's not it's drawn in a weirdly realistic way even though it's not realistic it's you know them boning and having sex is really what sort of like when people bone and have sex i mean it's not the characters aren't weirdly disproportioned in any way and yet so like yeah there's a lot of raunchy stuff in it i love it i I love raunch too i mean i don't want the people sitting here listening think that i don't Love my own fair share of ranch. I totally do. Tell
2: us what you love. <laughs>
3: That's a different copy for the podcast. Um,
2: Say the Sears catalog. We still
3: have a little bit of
1: time.
0: <laughs> Find um, us at the McSauce late night podcast.
3: <laughs> where we talk to what, well, Darcy Wax off too. Um oh. <laughs> Tie back. McSauce at night. <laughs> <laughs> um. Is it really whack off
0: if it's a girl? What's it the can't girl be What's exactly. the equivalent No, it's it's clicking the mouse.
2: Clicking the mouse. I like what? girl whack-off because it's equal and fair. It's gender DJ unbiased.
0: DJ Dills.
2: Yes. DJ Dills. <laughs>
0: you can you can whack off the man in the boat.
2: What? Yeah. Why would you do that to that poor guy? He's just trying to Yeah, him. He has He's a to row home.
0: You saw him get tied up by poison <laughs> ivy.
2: So
1: <laughs> Talking about the Poison Ivy, is it a Batgirl cover? Is that what this is? The, I have
0: no with idea. Batgirl yeah, it's Batgirl out? cover. It's six. six. Batgirl annual number
1: two. In my opinion, I don't feel this is as offensive as the Spider Woman
3: cover. I actually... So Ian feels it's more offensive. Matt feels it's less offensive.
1: And,
2: and, and like I'll say, Let's just... <laughs> <do that. laughs>
1: and, I, and I'll say why. Um, why I like rape. <laughs> Because it rhymes with grape, and grape is, like, (laughs) one of the best bubblegum flavors, even though it doesn't last that long. Secondary to that, I feel like it's not as sexually suggestive. Yeah, Is it? Yes, obviously. It's, number one, it features Poison Ivy, a character who is a very sexually charged uh, supervillain. Known for rape. Known for just... In general, like, her entire thing is to entice men and then kill them, basically. Um, She clearly has used some of her plants to make Batgirl pass out. I guess her legs are kind of spread open. Kind of spread open? Totally spread open. I could fit, like, a double-wide trailer in between those legs. But you're not, like, the angle that you're at isn't, like, you're looking right inside of her, you know, lady parts. It's a profile shot, kind of. But
3: that doesn't, it's not, but that doesn't matter. That's Angles aren't what makes something over it, it really
1: is, actually, Darcy, because if you look at the Spider-Woman costume and you show that at a completely different angle, like, where the, her butt doesn't appear to be going up in the air, like, wiggling for everybody to see and saying, please do something to this. I have a
2: different angle of
1: it. No, what if you're looking at it right from the top down? I mean, it, the angle can affect the... Okay, so the, I will
3: give you that angle can affect, but... Can I
1: get Ryan and put on these Just because cars, we
3: can't see into her felt. vagina doesn't make that not sexualized. It, and it, not, is.
1: it is. I'm not d- disputing that. I don't feel like it's as egregious as the Spider-Woman cover. I actually don't have a major problem with this, given the nature that this character is known for her like sexual... Um, prowess. Whereas Spider Woman is just a superhero. Like, her whole shtick isn't about, like, seducing men and. and but isn't
2: that she's a spy? Isn't that part of spy culture? No. So seducing people?
1: I, I mean, to a degree, yeah. I'm pretty but, sure it is. But I don't think she's seducing anyone on the edge of a rooftop. She's
2: got me. I would
1: argue anyway. that, Darcy, you said that she's ready to take it from behind. She's right on the edge of the building. Unless it's Superman hovering behind her, I don't know who's going to be giving it to her. Are I'm you arguing semantics it's not arguing gonna be Superman. Right now.
0: He's a DC character. that's oh, right. It's, it's going to be Sentry. If this... Sentry. I totally
3: understand that Poison Ivy is a sexualized character. I totally, totally get it. We mm. can still close Batgirl's legs up. Yeah, I we think We can so. still have her tied up with plants... We don't have to have her, you know, arching her back in a way. There's no vine even lifting this top of her butt. There's nothing lifting her rib cage up that would make her back arch that way. That is the artist's intention, to have her breast um, and her back arch to that severe
0: isn't Poison, degree. Isn't Poison Ivy's, like, thigh and hip pushing on her? No. Is she no. not that close? No.
1: So, Darcy, I brought up another picture because Paul had mentioned the the female Ultron Mm -hmm. um, that Frank Cho had drawn, and and there's a panel that I think is very interesting, Mm -hmm. and and it's a panel of Ultron, the female version of Ultron, punching Sentry, Mm -hmm. who is essentially like Marvel's crazy blonde-haired Superman character. Is your interpretation of this offensive? No. Um, Okay, why? Why wouldn't it be? Um, because just to describe it, um the Ultron character essentially is nude, she's silver and nude, but like you don't see nipples um and that's that's about it, right,
3: yes, so. While she is essentially nude, so I'm looking at her, she seems to be like a female version of the Silver Surfer. That's what she's yeah, sort of looking like, go. okay? So if I look at the Silver Surfer, he looks very similar to that, only in fact that he doesn't have breasts, but you can see every detail of all of his muscles and this, at the other thing. Now, how she's flying at him and how she's punching him, you know, yeah, she looks to our argument earlier between sexual by looking sexy and being overly sexualized. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's really skinny. Yeah. You know, she's got big knockers that she probably realistically wouldn't have, but she's coming at him in a way that is very strong, very empowering without looking like she's physically there, just ready to hump him. It doesn't look like she's just wanting to be like, Oh, I'm going to go bone him now. It looks like she's actually like empowering and she's going to kick some butt. She just happens to be, very physically built and attractive.
0: What about... And that's an exception of how Frank Cho draws this Ultron. Because like Milo Minara, you don't hire Frank Cho if you don't expect chicks to be thick, juicy, and hot.
1: What about... Here's another image. Same artist, same character, where she doesn't have quite as much of the silver thing going on. Strategically placed smoke to cover her her vagina.
3: Yeah, so this one to me is bordering a, a little bit more on the line of becoming um, crossing out of just being sexy and being a little overtly sexualized. She's got a glint of light beaming right off of where her nipple would be, so mm-hmm. let's draw yeah. attention right to that area.
2: As Matt
3: commented on, this, the smoke is... Exactly in the perfect area that it needs to be. That's a tried
1: and true trick in comic Uh, books for both genders. It is. It is. Naturally. Here's another example of that character. Yeah. um,
3: Same artist. Her her breasts are a little ridiculous. They, yeah, they're large. They're they're a little ridiculous. If the breasts were smaller, I I don't think I would have that huge of a problem with Mm that image. Although,
1: I would argue that this character does seem kind of in proportion. I feel like Frank Cho women, while they're very busty, tend to be a little thicker to begin with, so it kind of does make sense that they might have, like, those kind of proportions.
0: Frank Cho and Terry, the husband-wife team of Terry and Rachel Dodson, they draw very similar girls. They are... I think they're all proportionately weighted. Like, none of them have... And super Really tiny waists with giant breasts. Like, everyone's thick. Everyone has a lot of meat mm-hmm. on their bones. Like, fine. if they're going to, to draw those, those gigantic arts. breasts,
2: those gigantic mm-hmm. comic book breasts. I'm
3: not trying to come in here and say every then single. Then we're not
2: th- saying that you're doing No, no, no. no, that. no I'm Wait, not we're saying, not? <laughs> no, no, what? no. Well, I'm, not, I, I'm not.
3: I'm not saying that anyone is. I'm just saying. I'm not coming in here saying that every single comic book artist who has ever existed draws women inappropriately. That's not true. There are several comics out there, there are several out there, that, while drawing really sexy women, um, you know, are riding that line. Now, we'd all be lying, though, if we came in here and said that people never drew them inappropriately. I mean, let's face it, it happens. I mean, it happens a lot. It might, you know, you guys might not see it because you're so used to seeing it, but as men... You, it's, I'm gonna play the race card even though I'm not black. Uh-oh. Right?
2: Here it comes!
3: <laughs> a white guy's never gonna know what it's like to be a black guy, right?
2: Bullshit. True.
0: I know every
2: day!
3: <laughs> right? But seriously, right, Ian? You, you know. 100%. That. Yes, I agree
2: with there you.
3: There are things that you will experience in your life that you can buddy around with everybody, but you're not but really our buddy. No, but deep down inside, you know that they're not going to experience or have to experience those things.
2: I agree with that. Okay.
3: It's the same when it comes to women. So you guys might see something and you might think it's so harmless and what's the big deal. But on the inside, you don't have the same background going into it that we as women do. So it might not seem like much to the male counterpart, but it seems like a lot to us.
0: But this is part of all of that change. The way comic book culture is changing. With, you know, the way women are coming in and really making their voices known. Like, we, the non-creepers, even though... Huh? Wait, who's like, that? Like, we're, we're creepers. But, like, we're not creeper creepers. Like a lot of dudes in comic book circles. We're, we're your friendly neighborhood creepers. <laughs> but, like, you know, since... You know, like, I follow a bunch of, you know, female comic fans on, on Twitter, and, you know, I'm always reading articles, and I think because of their vocal nature towards all this stuff, like, there's times where I'm reading a comic, and I'm like, Ugh, they're going to be pissed about this. And it's made me more aware of what's going on, and of how female, female characters are being treated, and, you know, the how there aren't that many of them. And now there are more and more, because that seems to be what the bulk of fandom is clamoring. And that doesn't, that, that's not saying that I directly understand what women feel, because like, you know, like, when I, between the, that girl image where she's tied up, and the Milo Minara Spider-Woman image, I don't see, I don't initially, like, I am, because I'm an adult, I know what's wrong with the girl image. But, if I'm You know, six to twelve year old going into the comic shop, and I see both of those covers. I'm not initially going to read into the subtext of the Batgirl cover. I'm going to look at that, and I'm going to be like, "Oh shit, Batgirl's in trouble. Poison Ivy's got her," and that's going to be the end of it. But if I look at the way more visceral Spider Woman image, I'm going to be like, "That's an asshole," because that's what it is. But But being an adult, you know, it's a lot different. But do you think that
3: all of those times growing up where you saw an image like the Batgirl cover and you didn't necessarily know, knew what it meant, do you think that maybe you banked that and you banked it and you banked it and you banked it and it became more and more and more acceptable so that as you grew up, it became... Yeah, that's just normal. Like women should always. I think anybody gets
2: play. desensitized. Exactly. The more you see anything, I think there's you see, kind of, a, you see a head chopped off a hundred days in a row. On day one hundred and one, you're gonna be like,
0: ah. I think there's
2: a desensitization, but
0: that doesn't mean you don't know that it's wrong every time you see it. I've seen a million grisly murders, movies, television. I'm not. I, I'm not gonna go do them. I know that they're wrong.
3: You're not going to. So, and this, again, I'm going I'm to leap out of the comic book world for, for an instant. So um, I was listening to a news story on NPR um, the other day on my drive into work. And there was a man who was doing, conducting a research study about um, rape on college campuses. And he... I'm going to get a lot of the facts of the story wrong, so please bear with me. Go look that up... That makes the,
0: sauce way. Yeah, weird.
3: I know. Go look up the original story if if you want But I'm going to get the heart of it. And the heart of it was he interviewed countless, countless, countless dudes. Like, a huge majority. And, like, it was like a crazy percentage. Like, 80% of them admitted to having raped multiple women. And he was like, why would all these men admit to like, raping... was it...
0: Was it, like, straight up...
3: Just wait. Just wait. Just listen for it. Why would all these dudes admit, like, that they're raping all... Like, some some of them had admitted to raping, like, 400 chicks on campus. And it was because they did not believe what they were doing was considered as rape. They were getting the girls drunk at a party. They were taking them home and having sex with them while they were passed out. And they did not consider this rape.
0: And that's the weird thing, I think... That's what this sort of plays into. Yeah, and that's the weird dichotomy between normal, you know, and socially normal. normal people, and the other dudes because every Comic Con, you hear some weird story about this con has to revise their sexual harassment policy because dudes are just going up and grabbing uh, you know, like, hot, hot, hot cosplay what? Chicks yeah, and just, like, feeling them all off, and I'm like, why the fuck would you even do that? But... Because I guess it's while,
3: yeah, because while you guys know this is wrong, like you know, all right, I'm looking at the Batgirl cover, and I know that there's something inherently wrong about this, and I know not to go do that and I know not to go do this. We're, there's new generations coming up, right? Like guys who are in college now aren't that much younger than us sitting in this room, and they don't see that that's wrong. What percentage? Was it younger? was a Same very age. high percentage. I can look up the exact story and put it on your guys's Facebook page if you want me to. Um, but that's sort of what. Uh, again, not to take this outside of the world of, of comics because I know this is a comic podcast, but that's the stuff that you know. I, I know a lot of guys get upset because they think that when we have this conversation that we're blaming all men and we're not blaming all men. It's that's not a. Replying John Michael
0: Lissner.
3: No, it's not a women versus men kind of thing. It's not all men are horrible. It's not this, that, the other thing. It's as a society, what are we doing that is limiting the rights of some section of the people in that society?
1: Well, I think that there is a lot of equality that exists in the world of Um, exploitation sexual exploitation of the the genders you'll have it in comic books while it's predominantly uh more females are exploited it exists in both ways Let, let me finish my point um so like for comic books i brought up a ton of like male covers that where the men are being sexually exploited, Captain America, Iron Man, Drax, the destroyer. Died. Those are a
2: spoof though, dude. Oh, is that a spoof? Yeah, these are all yeah. spoofs. None a, of these it. are serious. None of those really existed? Those are in direct response to
1: Okay, well then then that's my mistake. However, I would say that that this level of um of exploitation of men does exist. I mean, you have like Playgirl magazine, which obviously is like the opposite of Playboy magazine. Mm-hmm. Now, you but aren't going to get men,
2: though. okay? Right? we here's like, your well, thing,
1: and this is so. A, this okay, is, ha- I'm not going to finish my point. Go ahead, finish Thank your you. point. So, I mean, the 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 simple fact is, I think that that men or are more uh, like sexually charged with testosterone and. Uh, other like more i don't know like more aggressively sexual um with like the the way that they the way that they're driven by sex sex um what what is like isn't it like men think of sex like every five seconds or
3: something i think that has been proven to be a myth but yes go ahead i've heard that
1: um well, speaking for myself, I wouldn't say it's every five seconds, but it's
3: probably more fucking
1: often than you'd like. And it's just like, it's almost, and that's testosterone. That's like this thing that lives in you that is just there and there's not a whole lot you can do about it. Um, there, there have been attempts at this like equality with like creating the the uh, the opposite of like a playgirl. Or Playboy, um, you know, like you'll see uh, male strip clubs like Chippendales and stuff, and and if you go to Spencers, you'll see calendars with the Chippendales. And I mean, it's out there. It's just not as dominant because it doesn't affect women in the same way
2: that it's going to affect men. Boys will buy that shit. Girls will not. But but okay. all those but all those things are. I I want to say those are men saying, "Well, we're just going to do the female version of it. that's not what women think is sexy at all. Like it's just a man saying, "Well, it's just is the same thing that we like, but with dudes in it."
1: No, I agree with okay. the it's not the it, it's not the same, but it like there have been attempts at trying to do the same thing.
3: Okay. So I'm going to jump on this one. So Yes, all over the world, many people of varying sexes and um, ethnicities are victimized every day. No one's saying that there's not a little boy being sold into the sex trade right now. Totally is. But when you look statistically at the numbers, there's no way to argue the numbers. Women, statistically, will suffer from being sexually exploited more than men. Right. Okay, there's no arguing that. So you can't dispute the numbers, you can't dispute those facts. Now, when it comes to a female sex drive, I think, unfortunately, you guys have been sold on this, you, your sex drive is bigger and stronger than a female sex drive. Ginger, I don't know about you, but I have a pretty strong sex drive. I have a pretty strong sex drive. So my friend um, Marissa, um, hi Marissa, I probably will never listen to this, but I love you anyway. Hi Marissa. Um, <laughs> my friend Marissa. We're about to hear some personal stuff. Um, actually recently read a book and within the book, it talked about the, the book was about, um, you know, female sexuality and the sex. And in the book was a scientific study that they did where they took men and women and they placed them in a room and they put the little electrodes on their brains, their genitals, whatever. And they showed them series of footage. They showed them men having sex with women, men having sex with men, women having sex with women and animals having sex with each other. Okay the men only were turned on by the men having sex with women and the women having sex with women. Do you know what the women were turned on by? Everything. Everything.
0: Yeah. Women have a stronger
3: sex drive than men. It's just society has been told time and time again that yours is stronger than wasn't. I
2: don't think that anybody believes that anymore. I mean, as I've grown up and gotten older, I've seen and heard from a multitude of women that, they have as much or more, by far, sex drive than any of the people that I know. So,
1: I wasn't suggesting that men have a, a higher sex drive than women. What I was suggesting is that these kind of uh, exploit... What's the word again, sharply?
2: Exploitative?
1: Exploitative things like overly sexually charged... Uh, like comic book covers or pornography um are going to affect men in a different way than than women i think it's going to affect them more significantly than it would a woman
3: i think generally
1: i'm generally
3: i think it's going to affect them both the thing is it's affecting them in different ways where men are getting off on it and men are driven to buy it that's what i mean women are being turned off by it so if i and it's just me but if i were a company I would try to find that line of, you know, how do I not scare off my female viewers and still make my male viewers happy? And from what every man has told me, that they're being turned on by, like, the cat that's crossing the street, I feel as though I cannot overly sexualize my women and still have a safe bet that dudes are going to buy my shit.
0: It's not, it's not going to, there, there is no fine line. It's not going to happen. Just like, you know, with, with everything, you're not going to please your entire audience.
3: You're not going to please your entire audience, but why would you discount an entire demographic that is begging you to have them as customers?
0: Because you're going to make money off of it because it's going to get you're going to make
3: less money it's gonna off of it.
0: No, you're not. It's going to get it's going to get the name out there. It's exposure. It's promotion. But now, it's the
3: same, but it's the same issue with when it comes to movies, right? So. DC is, oh, should we make a female superhero movie? I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, because girls don't like superheroes. Girls are never going to go see it. The movies that have kicked some serious ass within the last two years have been ones like... Hunger Games. Hunger Games, where they have a strong female lead who kicks some fucking ass. Women are wanting this. Women are rising up. And saying in the masses, we want this. Please give it to us. Yeah, and and it's, and it's like and, and big wigs at the top of Marvel and DC are like, Ooh, isn't Ooh, the main character
1: in Hunger Games like busty and and no, pretty? Jennifer it's like, we
0: are fans. She's the, big the Female breasts. fandom is like oh the eleventh district in oh Hunger Games, stuff pleading games, to the works, Donald yeah. Sutherland yes. of the of Warner Brothers and of Marvel films. And, you know, eventually the uprising will be big enough that Warner Brothers is going to be like, you know, fuck it, we <laughs> got to make this Wonder Woman. And, you know, Marvel for years now, is, they've had a Ms. Marvel movie on the docket. They've been talking recently about giving Scarlet Witch her own movie. Like, Marvel's a lot closer to it than DC. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't think, with DC, I don't think it's so much we're afraid to make a female lead movie as yeah. it is... There's so many cooks in the kitchen with differing, differing visions on how to make Wonder Woman. Because, like, DC doesn't recognize that, you know what, we could probably slide a Black Canary movie under the radar like Blade and have it be really good. They're like, oh, we have Wonder Woman, that's it, we got it's gotta be Wonder Woman, we gotta do Wonder Woman, that's who it's gotta be. But yeah. they keep tripping over themselves. Yep. So Marvel's gonna be like, everyone loves Scarlett Johansson, she's already been in a handful yep. of movies. Let's just go for it. Yeah. Plus, they have Carol Danvers and you know Spider Woman. Since she's part of the Avengers, they still own that franchise. She doesn't get dumped in with Sony and Spider Man. So it's it's out there. It's just that wave of discontent throughout fandom needs to reach District Number One yeah. to make it happen.
3: Yeah, I mean you're probably
0: right in all of that. And Jennifer Lawrence in the Hunger Games is, I mean, that's a perfect, mm-hmm. perfect. Um, Example, because she's not overly sexualized she's in not. those movies. As Mystique in the X-Men movies. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Or in those leaked
2: photos that came out today.
0: Right. She's in blue paint, titties for days. But in Hunger Games, I mean, she's wrapped up just as much as Josh Hutcherson. I mean, it's just, they're just good movies with a really good character. And the same like can the be said character. for yeah. Clary oh, Fray in Mortal Instruments, even though the movie wasn't good. I mean, that's not an overly sexualized character.
3: Yeah. She was still good at
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. But she was still good at it. So it's it's funny that, you know, these, these less mainstream projects are getting higher billing for putting females first. And you look at The Virgin, there's a lot of stuff coming out. But, you know, Marvel and DC, you need to get... They need
3: to jump on the bandwagon soon, or
0: they're going to get left in the dust. Well, DC's kind of, sort of, getting into it with iZombie coming out this fall. Uh, TV show. iZombie is DC. Is it now? It always has been. Yeah, iZombie is a DC product. It's It's on the CW. It's a female lead. So, I mean, yeah, that's super under the radar. But... You know, they're getting their foot in the door. Yeah. They're putting something out there with a the female lead, so can't hate on it. Ian's going to test my DC Comics knowledge. <laughs> Vertigo,
2: I think on this podcast we've established that Vertigo is not DC. It is owned by DC Entertainment. When, oh, so it's DC when we want it to be. It <laughs> no, proves my point,
0: but not other times. When iZombie I premieres, I see
2: you will see the DC Entertainment pages? title card. Okay. Now, Darcy, you talked a lot about the things that you really don't like Mm -hmm. about the way the females are portrayed Mm -hmm. in current comic books. What are some of the things that you would recommend to our listeners? What are the things that you follow now? Yo, five minutes, go.
3: Five minutes, go. Um, I picked up the new Captain Marvels. Um, I think they're doing a great job. I feel like they may be doing Captain Marvel for a specific reason because of things that have happened in Carol Danvers' past, so that might this be them trying to make good on something that they effed up in a long
0: time ago. What did they eff
3: up? Did you ever hear the Rape of Carol Danvers where she was taken to an alien planet and impregnated? Oh! I outsmarted the comic book guys!
0: Because she's a female
3: character. (laughs) Anyway, the new Captain Marvels are very good. I um, professed my love for Ms. Marvel Um, last time I was on. I still think that it's pretty good. Um, the new, um, the new X-Men all-girl team is good. The only reason I don't like it is because I don't like the fact that I have to buy 30 X-Men issues to know what the fuck is going on in X-Men, but... Tis the
2: X-Men way. The,
3: the... Team itself is a good team. So if you don't mind emptying your wallet out every time you go to the comic book store, then the
0: But you don't You don't to have X-Men. to do that. You're just gonna be lost reading those yeah, you'll just, battle of the Atom issues.
3: Yeah, seriously. So um but yeah, you can do the new X-Men. But
0: now the new X-Men are in space. Mark Guggenheim is the writer, they're in space, and X-Men in space is stupid. So you don't need to get that book anymore.
3: <laughs> Alright then. It
0: has nothing to do with Females or diversity, it's but in it's space X Men in space is dumb. It's horrible.
3: Um, so those have been um, good ones. Um, Saga, I'm hoping pulls it together, but that is a good
0: one as well. Um, no, it's not. It's really not good. bad. It's just it's, bad.
3: A, it's a really good story. It's just depressing as hell. Yeah,
0: but it's a great book. It's because great. of like how realistic you're taken through. Yeah. The you know just the disillusion of this relationship. Yeah. So it's it's super sad. It's so
3: sad. It's so good. I'm gonna hang on because I'm hoping that there's gonna be like some birds chirping around the corner or singing a happy song. I need to start reading
0: Aquaman after that. (laughs) So I have something to cheer for when I'm done reading my books.
3: Um I I had a hopes for the new Wonder Woman, but Paul told me not to bother with it at all because Sensation
0: Sensation comics featuring Wonder Woman. It, written by Gail Simone, drawn by Ethan Van Sciver, two big names in the biz. Uh, you know Gail Simone, known for furthering feminism through comics. She, her, and Kelly Sue DeConnick, the face of feminism in professional comics. Uh, she's writing. Uh, Ethan Van Sciver, responsible for Green Lantern Rebirth, Flash Rebirth, a lot of great Green Lantern stuff. He draws the worst book of his life. The artwork. Is garbage and the story is so standard, substandard for Gail Simone. I don't know what the fuck she was doing. She has a run on Wonder Woman. She does the writing. Aaron LaPresti is on the artwork. The run is fantastic. Great run of Wonder Woman. She hits all the right notes. Sensation Comics number one. Don't get it. It's bad. Yeah.
3: So um, I think those are pretty much everything I'm reading at the moment. Um, if you want to go back in time, you could read any of the Sandman stuff. And that's pretty good. Um, Meh. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything that I'm reading now. I mean, I'm reading lots of other stuff.
0: Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Marvel. I said
3: Miss Marvel. Um, like, I have... Some Avengers that I'm reading and some other X Men that I'm reading, and I pick up a couple DC here and there. I haven't found one yet to win so you me over. And you picked up Storm
0: Number One and you liked Storm it. Storm
3: Number One I liked a lot. I'm curious to see where they take it. Um, so, and I was reading um, Jupiter's Legacy by, I think it was a new Mark Millar one. Yeah, but Mark Millar. He sort quite, of fell off. Yeah, he sort of fell off the whole boat or something because a new one hasn't come out. Uh, in, yeah, are they still?
2: Yeah. Months. It started at the beginning Wait, of the year. Months. <laughs> what did you say before? It was terrible <laughs> or something like that. Think it, was it, was it was terrible. But
3: yeah. But yeah, it, yeah, there are like
2: three issues and it's been an entire year. Yeah,
3: it, so that was really good and I had really high hopes for it. And then all of a sudden it just stopped coming in. So I'm a little pissed about that. But what are you going to do?
0: You know, I I wish DC would put more of their strong female characters to the forefront. Because there are characters like Ceranic Natsu, the Green Lantern, which are strong female characters. Is she gay? Is she black? It doesn't matter. She's Corgarian. Ah. Gay-black hybrid. (laughs) Right. Who are just relegated to supporting characters. But there's a lot of good ones out there, but none of them are big enough who were former title characters or DC's like alright we're gonna take we're gonna take Green Lantern and just make it a girl this time like you know kind of sort of like Marvel's doing with Ms. Marvel but like DC has a lot of good female characters but they're just not big enough names to really push to the forefront that's this week in DC with Paul (laughs) McGinty Matt would you have uh, anything else to add tonight? Any more offensive things to add to the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) On behalf of the Sauce Podcast, my name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. And special guest
3: Darcy Mahaffey.
0: We'll see you next time.